0: Contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice.
1: Today on the lab report, the Thanksgiving episode part two.
0: Can we keep the gobble gobble turkey sound.
1: No promises.
0: The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. What's your favorite kind of pie? Apple pie. That was quick.
1: This is actually the only kind of pie I like. What? Yeah, I'm not a big pie person.
0: Not pumpkin, nothing. Nah. Seriously? It's crust.
1: I just can't get over the crust, you know? It's dry, flaky, brittle.
0: Then just eat an apple.
1: I don't like apples either. (laughs) Hello! You're so strange, Michael Chapman.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what to say to (laughs) that.
1: Welcome to the show, Patty Devers. (laughs) How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. This is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report. It's where we talk about things like specialty, Lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and functional precision medicine.
0: Yes. And if you like what we're doing here, perhaps go to iTunes or Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, hit the buttons, the likes, the stars, all that good stuff.
1: Yes. Smack those like buttons. Smack it? That's what I've been hearing lately. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just trying to jump on the trend. Yikes. Uh, If you have additional feedback, you can send that feedback to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address.
0: And if you're a patient interested in ordering testing directly, you can go to connect.gdx.net. Okay.
1: Good stuff. Do all that stuff.
0: Can we address the elephant in the room? What's
1: the elephant in the room?
0: What was that song? It's a new song or an old song that we're
1: bringing back? No, it's it's one that I like to just throw in there for special Mm. occasions.
0: Spicing it up.
1: That's what makes the apple the apple pie (laughs) that it is.
0: Uh Well, this is a Thanksgiving episode. And... You'll recall the past two Thanksgivings, we've replayed our initial Thanksgiving episode. Sure, yeah. Where can't we can't do that again. No, that's enough. That it's getting old. But we yeah. had we had gone through all of the different food and side dishes in a Thanksgiving meal and, yeah. and gave you kind of all the medicinal benefits of those, but now we gotta change it up.
1: Yeah, and what we thought we'd do is we're going to kind of talk about some of the, uh, I don't know, the accoutrement conversations that could be done mm-hmm. about Thanksgiving, some of the uh, invisible aspects that are around Thanksgiving, related to Thanksgiving, All that right. impact your health. Mm-hmm. Um, try to just give you some tips and tricks to get you through Thanksgiving in a, in a healthy way. Great. <laughs> All right, Patty. Well, I feel like there's a lot to cover here.
0: We have a lot to cover. So
1: where do you want to start with all this covering of information? Well,
0: maybe we start with some fun facts about Thanksgiving. I
1: love fun facts. Who doesn't love fun facts? They're I know, so right? fun.
0: Well, first of all. We're good
1: at cocktail parties.
0: <laughs> the question comes, why and how did Thanksgiving become an official national holiday in the first place? And I this, don't know. And the story's kind of interesting. It started with this woman, Sarah Josepha Hale. And do you okay. know why she's famous, Michael?
1: I don't know why Sarah jo- jo- Josepha Hale. <laughs> I don't know why she, she
0: wrote. Says. She wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, okay? Okay. For whatever reason... I mean,
1: that's a very popular song.
0: For whatever reason, she got a bee in her bonnet, and she petitioned the <laughs> government for 17 straight years... Wow, to have that's have Thanksgiving and some national uh, holiday.
1: <laughs> persistence. Well, but why that is some persistence. What, what
0: do you think that's about?
1: I don't know. I mean, it obviously meant very much to her. <laughs> or maybe she just needed an extra day off and she <laughs> found an excuse for it. I don't know. That could but, be. So prior to that, we were doing Thanksgiving, but you still had to work. So when did this happen? 1863 with Abraham Lincoln. Interesting. So, I mean, around that time, the, you know, work was a little bit different for most people. Fair. All right, I'll give you one. All right, the song "Jingle Bells." Yeah, you know that song, familiar. Uh, it's originally meant to be a Thanksgiving Day song.
0: Wait a minute, let me sing out the lyrics: "Jingle, jingle all the way." Like one ho- one horse open sleigh.
1: Yeah, I, I, maybe they're going to Grandma's house. That's
0: hmm. That's interesting. Okay, but I have one that might be a little bit more interesting. Oh, okay. Do you know why they call? the turkey tom like tom turkey
1: i did not know the turkey was oh, called tom what which turkey is called tom you've There's never lots heard of tom turkey no
0: it's not one particular turkey it's just in general the turkey is nicknamed tom all
1: turkeys are nicknamed I Tom. Yes.
0: seriously you've never heard of that
1: i mean i think that'd be really confusing if you're a turkey farmer you're <laughs> like hey tom hey tom hey tom how's going tom
0: well that being said way back in the day when they're trying to figure out what's going to be the national bird benjamin franklin was voting for the turkey
1: Okay. And Thomas
0: Jefferson was voting for the eagle, as you would, right? And obviously Thomas Jefferson won, so Ben Franklin got mad and just named it after his nemesis, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> okay,
1: so spite <laughs> was essentially what happened I there. Well, that's. So, what... I, I have a question though. All right, I'm just wondering psychologically how different <laughs> this country would be if our <laughs> emblem was a turkey,
0: or would it be? Like, it would be so awesome. Like turkeys are adorbs, but I am going to debunk that that story that I just gave you because there are alternative versions of this that say, you know, a lot of male animals are called Tom like a tomcat. But But okay. I like the other
1: version better. It's funnier. All right. Here's another interesting fact. So mm-hmm. um, the, the profession of plumbing, the plumbers. Okay. So they have reported that their busiest day of the year is okay. the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, wow. So. Based on drains and
1: yes, and garbage disposals. While we're at it, thank you to all the plumbers.
0: Thank you, plumbers.
1: I mean, I've done a little DIY plumbing myself, and <laughs> it's um, it's it's never pleasant.
0: <laughs> but you're getting really good at it. Okay, one last one. Uh, I'm ready. Let's talk about the cornucopia. Yeah, you know the horn of plenty. I,
1: yes, the cornucopia. I'm familiar with this image.
0: It's on every table, every decorative. Blah blah for Thanksgiving, and it comes from two Latin words: cornu, meaning horn, and copia, meaning plenty. Okay. Makes sense, horn of plenty. Mm-hmm. But did you know that it's actually comes from the Greek and the Romans? It was first described as an actual horn taken from Amalthea, the goat nurse of Zeus. Of course, because Zeus has a goat, a goat nurse. But according to the ancient Greeks, baby Zeus was being cared for and fed by. Amalthea, the goat nurse, when he broke off one of her horns and began to emit a constant supply of food for him.
1: Wow. That's fascinating. Is it? That describes the shape then. Correct. Okay. What do you put in the cornucopia?
0: I don't know. Don't people put like flowers or fruit, Mm
1: -hmm. nuts, don't they? Yeah, usually. Stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what do you put in your cornucopia,
1: Michael? Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) (laughs) A Plenty.
0: All right. Well, enough Sour Patch Kids. Enough yeah. fun facts. Let's bring this around to something that has actually clinical implications or medical implications. Good point. That's
1: generally what All we talk about right. on the show. So, um,
0: let's talk about like just being thankful.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, there actually, this there's been an upsurge in looking at gratitude as an intervention, um, mm-hmm. and I've got this really great article called "Gratitude and Health: An Updated Review." Um, I it's a great long article. I encourage people to look at it because it just demonstrates how powerful. Um, an intervention of gratitude is, which... um, What what,
0: what would be an intervention of gratitude?
1: Like gratitude journaling is one thing, or even something as simple as having people daily write down three things that they're thankful for. Um, And there's obviously varying degrees of scale that you could be doing an exercise like this. But in general... Um, the outcomes are fascinating and just all over the board, like, you know, for physical conditions and diseases, um, improvements in cardiovascular physiology, including like, uh, heart rate variability studies, oh, cool. um, decrease in inflammatory markers, you know, like HSCRP wow. and stuff like wow. that, pain perception, improvements in sleep and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think the psychological parts of it are just as interesting, um, overall from a you know a mood disorder perspective you see um, improvements in things like depression anxiety and stress um, negative thinking aggression aspects as well um, but then also just improvements in, in quality of life like meaning and purpose humility optimism uh, self-esteem sense of well-being positive affect Um and so clearly, from all of these things, especially that last one I mentioned, I could be doing more of this. But
0: you know what I find compelling about that is that, you know, intuitively in my head, it makes sense that doing a, a gratitude journal subjectively would make you feel better. But once you start getting into objective data like heart rate variability, or inflammatory biomarkers, that's where yeah. it starts to get really compelling.
1: Yeah, it's the mind-body connection stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. the other thing too is, it makes me think you know, we have this day set aside, you know, Thanksgiving day, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we, we typically are like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm thankful every day or, or right. what have you, but like when you really look at it and you do an exercise like this, I think it opens up a, a lot of awareness into the fact that maybe we're not doing this as much as could be good for our health.
0: Right, and it's just a day to remind us all to stop and be thankful. So I'm just going to thank Sarah Josepha Hale of Mary Had a Little Lamb.
1: I'm going to thank Travis. And it's interesting. It's not like the evidence isn't compelling around gratitude, not just from an empiric nature and a scientific nature, but even just from a a logical perspective. And you do a lot of this, right, Patty?
0: Oh, well, you know, some might say I have toxic positivity. I literally wake up (laughs) every day, and by the time I've come to work, I was like... Thank you for my car starting. Thank you that I woke up today. Thank you that I have I'm having a good hair day. I do it all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, it, two thoughts come to mind with that is the, the first one is you know I don't do that. In fact, the <laughs> thought of doing that is, yeah. is somehow there's like a barrier to it almost. What so do you mean? Like there's almost it it feels really uncomfortable. It it feels um, just like a lot of a lot of work, which hmm. makes me think that you know, and someone like me the possible therapeutic benefits are probably pretty great yeah. Um. as compared to someone like you who does it all the time. It's probably <laughs> old hat. But I mean, that's, that's kind of the deal around the f- Thanksgiving part of Thanksgiving, but let's get down to the real part of it. <laughs> the eating, part. the eating
0: part. And I will say the worst part about the holiday season, not stress for me, mm. not seeing family. I love my family. It's weight gain because as you know, I love potatoes. (laughs) And I think most people out there, this six-week time between, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you gain a couple of pounds. But what studies are showing that that weight gain in that short time, by the time you get to summer, it hasn't come off. So then this becomes a cumulative thing over 10 years. So Mm -hmm. it becomes very important, just that little six-week period of time.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of things going on there, too, I think, where it's like, for one— If we could just uncouple the holiday from this, like, desire to gorge ourselves, you know, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like there's some sort of, like, forces pushing us to just continually put more on our plate with these holidays. And then the aspect, too, of, like, if you have been kind of strict, then... It's the idea of, you know, falling off the wagon where you just like you kind of just go crazy. Yeah. Everything goes. And so it doesn't talk. It doesn't bring in that sense of moderation. It doesn't bring into it creates a shift in your 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 diet in general, Mm -hmm. because if you think of your diet as like your routine of eating. Then, you know, then it's like, oh, I'm just going to throw that out the window.
0: Well, I'll tell you, there's some really interesting studies that are coming out specifically around this holiday time. So there was this randomized control study where they took a group of people, adults, that are a little bit overweight, and they started studying them literally in that six-week period of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So they had a control group who's just... Doing their thing, eating normally like you would over the holidays, and they took this other control group, and they actually did like this intermittent fasting type of a thing, mm-hmm. like five to two. So five days you eat whatever you had been eating, and just two days a week they restricted them to under eight hundred calories with these nutritious, like you know, shakes. Yeah. So they're getting excellent nutrients just two days a week. They did this. Uh-huh. There was significantly amazing compliance because anyone could just do anything for two days. So. They found excellent compliance. But what came out at the end was fascinating. The That group, that nu- nutrient group, the fasting group, not only didn't gain weight, they lost weight, hmm. whereas the control group gained weight, but they had a lower fasting insulin, better cholesterol to HDL ratio. So in general, not only did they not gain weight, they lost weight and had better metabolic parameters.
1: Interesting. That is interesting. And it makes me think of like you know, the morning of Thanksgiving, you're like, I'm not having anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's kind yeah. of built in. It's like, I'm about to eat a lot of food, so I'm just going to skip breakfast. <laughs> and so I don't know whether that plays, you know, a little bit of a role in, in like even this underlying concept and principles like we're we, somehow in there in our brains, we kind of know already that there's this potential for it's intermittent get bad. fasting. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that yeah. too. And so right. um, anyway, that's that's fascinating. And again, it does allow for, uh, you know, an altered alternative approach to being able to have a nice Thanksgiving full with food Mm -hmm. um, and maybe the foods that you don't normally eat throughout the year and all that sort of stuff, the exception. So, um,
0: I will say this. Michael and I currently...
1: It's going to offend all the no-cheat days, people. It
0: totally will. But but I will say this. Michael and I currently are doing keto just for a short period of time. And so here we are heading into the holidays, and that's kind of our strategy to stick to keto as best we can. But it makes me think, like... All right, if we're in keto, there are people who are vegan, there are people who are carnivore. so it makes me think what they're thanksgiving tables look like
1: sure and it's this is i think part of the hard thing too is that you know we're talking about rituals here right you know? so like right. there's the emotional connection mm-hmm. to you know not just the macronutrients that are there but the actual dishes that are served like we talked about on our other you know thanksgiving day episode um and so you're fighting against that natural inclination to to do the ritual right the way that your ritual is done Correct. um Correct. and so I, yeah i do I think it's going to be interesting, you know, as people are more and more kind of settling into their different dietary strategies and restrictions and things of that nature, to see how these dishes change over time or mm-hmm. are adapted. So, um, I mean, on, on the one hand, if we're thinking about people who are primarily plant-based, right. um, then, you know, really we're talking about removing the turkey or substituting the turkey with like a, you know, a, a meat alternative product. correct. Um, but for the rest of that, unless you're not e- unless you're vegan and not eating dairy, then maybe your mashed potatoes look a little bit different. But at the end of the day, you can hold on to a lot of the uh, the side dishes and things of that nature. You don't I, you don't have to do too much adapting. I can see. Yeah. But if you're avoiding carbohydrates, you've this got a problem. problem. This
0: is a problem, and this is why I'm struggling because, yeah. as you know, grew up Polish, eat a lot of potatoes, and mashed potatoes are my jam. Right. And so. Because I need to prepare being in keto for Thanksgiving, I pulled a recipe for this, like, browned butter cauliflower mash that I'm going to try. Okay. You know, just to give it a just It's not going to be potatoes. It's going to be cauliflower. But I'm going to give it a try.
1: You're going to give it a try on Thursday? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, why don't we just try it here? You've got the recipe. We've still got like, all that cooking equipment in the corner.
0: You mean like a practice? Like you want me to yeah, practice Yeah, let's just cooking? do it right here. All right. Let's do a cooking segment.
1: All right, this is going to be exciting. I, I think we're one for one on yeah, the cooking segment. Do I have that right?
0: Yep. Once was a disaster, the other, right. great. Sort of. Right.
1: Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so when we do this, I have to say the first thing that typically is needed is the ingredients.
0: Great point. Um, Let me pull up my phone and look at this recipe. Um, First and foremost, we need cauliflower, but I have some cauliflower in my purse, so I'm not yeah, worried about that. Honestly...
1: Where'd there's always cauliflower in the fridge laying around somewhere. Can't
0: swing a bat without hitting cauliflower, right. cruciferous vegetables. But I also need heavy whipping cream.
1: Yeah, that's what I use in my coffee. Oh, so
0: it's downstairs in the department? Yeah, absolutely. How about an onion or some
1: cheese? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I mean, I'm a keto, so I basically have those in my pockets.
0: Oh, well then I mean, we're all set. Not
1: literally, That's in my backpack. But. All right,
0: well, I'll run down and grab your backpack. You start setting some of this stuff up here.
1: Okay, uh, we should probably take care of the fact that those haven't been cleaned out over there.
0: Michael, that was like a year ago. Uh, Look,
1: we are busy, okay? (sighs) I mean, I'm surprised that you haven't noticed the fruit fly problem in here. (laughs)
0: Well, let's take care of this right now.
1: Okay, you gotta go get the stuff Yeah. clean out the pans? Yeah. Alright. Man, these these pots and pans are pretty gross. Uh, There's stuff just like adhered to them. I think they're gonna need to soak a little bit, and the only way to do that, I think, is to use the trash can again and fill it up with some water. I should probably get a new liner just to be safe, but I don't see one laying around, so. All right, well, that's filling up. I mean, I might as well take care of the pot while I'm at it. Wait, why is this pot so heavy? There's not still something in here, is there? Let me look. (coughs) That, I don't even remember what we made in that. That is awful. I can't believe it's still there. All right, got to turn off this water. Okay. And uh, in you go. Little skillet. It's soaking.
0: What? What is that smell? Number one. And number mm-hmm. two, why did you throw the cast iron skillet in the trash?
1: Oh, no. It's not in the trash. It's over here so- it's soaking. And the smell is from whatever is evolving in the corner in that pot over there because we never threw it out.
0: Michael, I mean, Michael, that pot, we, we cooked stew in that uh, like a year and a half ago.
1: I, that's what I'm saying. That's why that smells so bad. What are we going to do? I don't. I think the only thing there is left to do is an exorcism because <laughs> I don't know how how to handle it other than just to throw it away.
0: Why, why don't we throw it, like just dump it out the window into the bushes that are below the window.
1: Oh, you think it's that easy?
0: Yeah. Oh, come on now.
1: No, this is good. I'll take it outside. Okay. And then I'll kickle it off and run back inside. And okay. And then before I leave, I'll just kick the whole thing over. I'll let nature take care of the rest.
0: Now that's a solid plan. All right.
1: I'm going to pick the... Can you get the door for me? Huh? The thing is, do I go down the stairs with these or the elevator? I mean, there's risks oh, no, all you, over the place. No, you go
0: down the back stairs and out the back of the building.
1: All right. I'll be back in a sec.
0: All right, while Michael is gone, I'm gonna just start to do some food prep here. I got this yellow onion that I'm just gonna chop, I'm just finally chop this onion. I cannot believe we never threw away that pot, you know. I guess word to the wise, never ignore fruit, fruit flies when they're inside. I mean, should've known. I mean, furthermore, how many days a year does it rain in this city? This is craziness. Oh my gosh, my eyes are watering and burning. Should have made Michael do this part. Mascara running down my cheeks. This is ridiculous.
1: Oh man, you are not going to... Whoa. What's... <laughs> are you okay? What do you mean? No, it's-, it's nothing. You just look like you've been crying, like something upset you. I don't know.
0: Um, chopping an onion. Oh so,
1: yeah, you, right. you, here's a, a tip for those at home on that. If you hold a matchstick in your mouth, like the with the red part, you know, no. on the outside. It actually really helps to reduce the that effect on your eyes.
0: That would have been helpful information a couple of minutes ago.
1: We'd have to find a match, of course. Mm. Alright, let me grab that stove, put it over here. The propane stove? Yeah, I'm surprised she she camps a lot. I'm she surprised does. she doesn't want that back at no. some point, but no. anyway. No. I mean it's only slightly fire damaged. It's like it's just cosmetic at this right. point. Right. It still works, I think.
0: Okay, and I'll get the skillet out of the trash.
1: At least there's gas. I mean, let's see if this thing start. starts. Oh, it starts. Nice. Oh, good. Cool. Good. good, good, good. Um, so, what's the plan here? We've got all right.
0: So get that get that skillet, put it up over the heat, so we can put these onions okay. in some butter right. and get those browned.
1: You mean get the the onions browned?
0: Yeah, don't don't burn the butter.
1: Right. Okay. Um, and then what kind of butter is this?
0: It's a uh, medical affairs department refrigerator butter.
1: This is ghee, Patty.
0: Oh, okay. Either way. well.
1: Either way. It's, it's basically the same thing.
0: Why don't I tend to these onion and you go in my purse, grab all that cauliflower that's in there, and maybe put it in a food processor and chop it up real fine.
1: We don't have a food processor, Patty. We have a blender? Yes. We made the cookies, remember? Oh, right. That's grab the blender. That's over there in the corner, too.
0: Oh, did we clean it?
1: I mean, either that or... All of the batter's just been licked out of it. I can't, I don't know which one, but I'll just use a wet paper towel to wipe it down. All
0: right.
1: At least we don't still have that easy bake oven. What'd you do? Did you give that to Goodwill or something?
0: Michael, it caught fire. So? I threw it in the dumpster. Okay.
1: I mean, I think some little kid at home probably still could have used it, but no. Anyway, I think this uh, thing's ready to go. You're going to take care of the onions, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll get this thing processed. Cool. I mean, blending. So, I mean, I don't have to chop up the cauliflower. It's a blender. It'll take care of it, right? Well, I
0: wouldn't just throw the whole... I, I mean... Look, pieces, maybe? Small Patty, pieces? Patty,
1: what I'm trying to say is it's getting late. It's a Friday <laughs> night. There's pizza waiting for me at home.
0: Pizza? I thought we were doing keto. That's the whole point of making these non-mashed potatoes. You're not doing it with me?
1: What's that? Sorry, I didn't... I couldn't hear you.
0: I know you can hear me. You can turn that up louder, or not, or you can hear me.
1: That, that, oh, we got... Got a problem.
0: I told you not to throw all of it in there at once.
1: It's perfect. Look.
0: Yeah, it it actually does look perfect, but there seems to be smoke coming out of the back of the blender.
1: It always does that. Oh, okay.
0: All right. I think these onions are done. Let's put these off to the side in a bowl. Okay, so now we're going to put the can back on the fire, and we're going to add that heavy whipping cream that I got from your office. All right,
1: uh, you want me to do that or? Yeah,
0: do that and then stir in all that stuff you just put in the blender.
1: Just mix it in, just stir yeah. it, just, okay. Yep. Cauliflower stuff, Right. which just right. like mashed potatoes, doesn't well, it Patty? Not yet,
0: but we're gonna boil it on medium and then we're gonna let it simmer for like 10, 15 minutes after that. So as soon as it comes to a boil, turn it down. Throw the lid on. Boy,
1: ten to fifteen minutes, Patty. I, I thought I mentioned it's. It's getting late. It's Friday. That's Pizza. not a long time.
0: Ten minutes. Come on. Okay. Michael. Well,
1: I'm gonna crank this bad boy up on high then. All news. right. Let's, let's get this thing going.
0: Okay. First, first of all, this is not a good idea to have well, it up that we high. We gotta get something
1: going here. I hear
0: you, but it has to. It has to simmer for ten minutes so that all of the cream gets reduced and. It's really hot in here now.
1: Simmer for 10 minutes. No, boil for five minutes. Simmer for 10 minutes. That's what I say. Look, it's already going and it is getting hot in here. So obviously I just have to take my shirt off again. No. And then we're totally fine. Okay, i was just kidding. I'm not going to take my shirt off. Okay. Once we put the lid on, it's going to be, it's not going to be so hot anymore, I think. I don't know the logic of that, but I I have to say something at this point. Give it a try. Ah, it's, it is, I can't even get my hand near, it is so hot.
0: Why did you turn it up so hot?
1: I I don't know. I'm going to have to toss the lid. Oh no! Okay, I missed, and I may have knocked over your water bottle. I'm Dude, sorry.
0: I'm not worried about the water bottle. You hit the bo- the soundboard. It got all wet. Uh,
1: Travis, can you? Just he's not, he's not coming in. Just
0: here. turn that heat down, Michael. Uh,
1: okay, okay. Oh, Patty, the uh, the knobs—they're melted, melted to the point that they're stuck right to the console.
0: Just just unplug it or something.
1: It's propane, Patty. It doesn't have a plug, oh. so we're kind of stuck um, here.
0: Can you turn the propane off?
1: I don't know. I've never used one of these things before. This is Christine's. <laughs> okay, this reminds me of the time when my toaster caught on fire when I was growing oh, up. Oh, no. When I just poured water on it. Thankfully, I unplugged it. I think there's only one thing left to do, Patty.
0: Get the garbage can.
1: <laughs> okay, Patty, I don't really know what's going to happen here, so on the count of three, right? Okay. One, two.
0: Okay, well, that was an epic failure. Just
1: eat the carbs, Patty. I was just
0: going to say that I guess I'm just going to make mashed potatoes. But there is one other aspect to the holiday season that I think we should address from a clinical and a health perspective, and that's stress.
1: Yeah, right, because um, as much fun for a lot of people that the holiday season... Is and making all that food and whatnot uh, with respect to Thanksgiving, getting the family together and enjoying great conversations it's all great, is all great, is all of that is. Um, it comes with stress for most of us, um, you know, and I think as much as we can kind of try to pay attention to that this year, um, that would be awesome. Like, think about the expectations you're setting on yourself for how great the green bean casserole is. Think about, you know, how perfect texture-wise, moisture-wise, the turkey or, su- or faux turkey is, you know, all those things that you think about. Um, and, you know, for me, basically, anytime I try to engage in conversation with somebody, there's stress associated with it. So, you know, all those little things can add up and and maybe just be mindful of it. The more mindful of that stress you can be, then, uh, you know, you can probably even have a better time because you're not going to Be so tense.
0: Right. And even if it's just to go outside, some type of mindful practice, being in the moment. But I'm also going to point out that there are a lot of people who don't have family. There are a lot of people who don't think being with their family is necessarily a very good thing. So depression and anxiety are also things to consider. So be mindful of other people in your interactions. Be mindful in your day-to-day activities. And maybe we can all get through this together.
1: For sure. And at the end of the day, I mean, let's face it. After Thanksgiving... Mm -hmm. It's nothing but checks, Mix and eggnog, baby.
0: Too many carbs.
1: Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk to Jill Carnahan.
0: You know her. You love her. She's a key opinion leader. She's got a new book coming out.
1: And she has an incredible story. We'll talk about it.
0: You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. You know, hmm. I am really grateful that you're my friend.
1: Aw, that's really nice.
0: And I'm grateful that we have this job in this platform. It's super fun.
1: Aw. Very sweet. This is where I'm supposed to go now. You're obligating (laughs) me to go. Now you're asking me to to, to perform gratitude for you.
0: Attitude of gratitude, Michael.
1: I'm thankful for molecular biology.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you are.